0: Thanks again to Carbon Health for being our presenting sponsor. If you're a regular here, you guys know about Carbon Health. I talk about Carbon Health all of the time. And they help with things like COVID, cold and flu testing, antibiotic prescriptions for things like infections, UTIs, STDs. They have primary care services in California and Massachusetts. But if you are new here, and thank you for stopping by, By the way and you should also know that they can help with injuries also most of their locations have imaging or x-ray machines so they can diagnose strains sprains and fractures if you unfortunately become injured and i know unfortunately not everybody will be near one of their 120 locations i get it but they do have virtual urgent care services for states like california new york florida and several others so thanks once again to carbon health there is a link in the description forum. They're the best. They've been with us for a bit. You should be too. All right, let's get to it. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to The Big Thing with me, Christian Harloff. Thanks for joining us here today. We're going to talk a little bit about Transformers. It's the number one movie at the box office, and it just beat out across the Spider-Verse. So we'll talk about that movie. How's it doing? Expectations. Did it meet it? Did it exceed it? All that. Speaking of Spider-Verse, there's a little short film that they're going to put out with Miles Morales, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. Idris Elba, rumored to be playing the villain in the Ray Star Wars movie coming out in 2025. There's a battle, speaking of box office, there's a battle between Oppenheimer and um, and Barbie. And I don't think anybody would be surprised to know that out of the two of them right now, what do you think? Actually, you know what? I'll say this. What do you think is is the lead? of uh what's tracking better to do better that opening weekend. Start thinking about it and put it in the comment section now before we even talk about the story. Very curious about that. Little Tony Gilroy talking about Little Tony Gilroy? It's not what I meant. Little news about Tony Gilroy talking about um Andor season 2 and the cameos that could potentially show up sequel sequel sequels. You got Spider-Man 4. Tom Holland said it looks good. Not a guarantee, but it looks good. And, um, and yeah, that's it. It's going to be kind of a shorter show, solo show with me again today. The crew will be back. Don't you worry. And I'm hoping, I keep teasing about that big announcement. I'm hoping that it drops either today or tomorrow. That's my, that's my goal. But we're going to get into all that and more on the show today. So the big news here, man, is that we're right around the corner from this uh, event. New York, me, Ellis, Double Toasted, Martin, Corey. Brett Sharon and Jen Sturger and Kate Mulligan will all be on the bill doing some stand-up, and we hope that you'll join us at the New York Comedy Club. Please get your tickets now, man, at Christianharloff.com. I'm going to sell this sucker out. We've got to sell New York guys, my hometown. You're going to be there. Get those tickets, man. If you haven't done it already, hit that button. 100,000 subscribers trying to get it. We're at about 80,000 right now. We hope that you'll join us for that. Um, and that's it. So let's get into it. Let's get into the big thing here today. Oh, it's not it, actually. I'm sorry. Sorry to say that. I lied to you. This comic book, I told you about it. The great Wicked Art, um, who is doing this comic book for Capes and Cows. And we have a, um, this is going to be available to the website members on July 1st. You can also get hard copies and you can also just get the digital version you want to, even if you're not a member on there. It'll be available on July 1st. So check that out. Also on July 1st, Shoes and Beef. I've told you about Shoes and Beef. They're coming. And it'll be there on the, um, on the website. So please go and check that out. And if you haven't joined the website, there you go, thekrishnarloff.com. All right, let's get into it. It is the big thing. It is me. It is you. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me here today. I hope you had a great day. Great day. Yeah, I hope you had a great day. Hope you had a great weekend. Um I had a good weekend. Kind of chill out. Getting ready for the week that is this week. It's pretty busy. I keep telling you guys, I know that we're doing the um, this big announcement. And it is one of the reasons that I haven't had the crew on. So all the people I mean, I really appreciate how invested people are in the show because people have their theories and reasons why. I can say that nobody's theory was right as far as why the Crew wasn't here and and all that for the last week and uh, and today, but all will be revealed. Hopefully, I'm hoping by today, maybe tomorrow, uh, I should know little 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 on. I can't speak today, guys. Little later on today, so I think you guys are going to be pretty excited about it. I'm excited about it, even when we start to reveal a little bit more, because we're going to reveal a lot when we reveal all of it. Holy moly! Um, Yeah, and I talked about the live events about the website. I, uh, I was, it's so funny, I, was, I put out that single, sh- and I, I'll tell you, this is what I really love about doing this channel now, and you guys have noticed it, like, I wanted to put together a channel and podcast that people were excited to listen to, people who didn't know me, people who knew me, people who knew the crew, didn't know the crew, that you came on you felt welcomed, you felt like you were sitting around with friends, and you felt like it wasn't stuffy, and you felt like it wasn't, like, I don't know, like, I think, I, I have nothing against people who are, like, overly prepared. For things, I wanted to pr- approach this show as: all right, here's some stories that I found today, and we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll go over it. Um, I'm not going to, and I hope that you guys know this at, at this point. I'm not doing extensive research and all those types of things on this. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a movie pundit like back in the day. It's just not what I want to do. I have no interest in it. I want to talk movies to you guys the same way that if we ran into each other and you're like, "Hey, you know what? I just read this. Really, that's interesting." Blah blah blah. So I talked about um, Superman, and I saw some guy I was like. Just to let you know, I did one Google search, and inside of that Google search, I found out exactly who so-and-so was and who so-and-so was. And inside of that, they were in this particular movie and then that particular movie. And if you would have just done one piece, one piece, sir, one piece of information and research, sir, you would be a movie pundit, but not the movie pundit that you think you are. <laughs> Fuck off, you're gone. You know? Hey, you can have your opinion on it. And you can go you're coming to the wrong channel, brother. You're coming to the wrong channel. That ain't it. That ain't it. You wanna hear me goof around, fuck around? I'll tell you I did more research on how to do an Optimus prime impression than I did the three fucking guys that were nominated for Superman. I don't care. Nominated. Up for it. I don't care. I care when I, I want to see the movie. And I'll see, and, I'll, and I'm very excited for the film, very excited for those gentlemen to see if they get it. I'm not going to go watch Brave and the Bold and all that other shit. I ain't doing it. Well, this guy was in this, and in, his, in the eighth grade, he was in, a, in a, some kind of a version of Romeo and Juliet. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm glad that you do. I'm not taking it away from that you did, but don't come over here saying, oh, this is what you could have done. Fuck off. I'm so happy that you guys do, and nothing, and I'm so, look, I watch other shows because they do that shit. I ain't doing it, hated doing it back in Collider, hated doing it in AMC. I ain't a research guy. Roxy is, a, is an ace at it. My interviews, I take notes and I have conversations with people. I listen. And that's what I do. I like, I, even my interviews, I like to have conversations with people. I do I'll do, you know, a couple things beforehand, but I'm not the extensive research guy, guys? I'm just not. The people who watch this show know that. And if you've been watching long enough, you should know that. If you're brand new and you just found that, oh, this is a new pundit that I really... I ain't the pundit, guys. That should be my shirt. I ain't no pundit. Certainly not. So, Autobots, roll out. I am Optimus Prime. I've been working on it. That I'm more excited about to do research on. Piss my wife off. Pass the, pass the sour cream. Now. Sorry. Didn't mean to give orders. Decepticons, out. I know, it's Autobots. But today, it's Decepticons. See? I'm working on it. Way more important than trying to find out research on who was in uh, Summer Stock, or whatever the hell it's called. Give me a break. So, there you go. I, I I, I don't mind you telling me, hey, by the way, this person was in this. That's cool. Thank you for that. It gives me more information. You, you're doing the research for me. I don't mind that. Like I like that. I don't mind, and I don't mind you telling me, hey, by the way, just so you know, I saw this guy in this, and he was great. I love that. That's a conversation I'd have with you. But, oh, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. No. I should be taking a dump because I ate too much sausage this weekend. That's what I should be doing. Don't tell me. Yeah. Well, doesn't matter. I guess not on the channel anymore. Anyway, that's what I love about this channel now. Hide user from channel. Hi, right. bye. See you later. Go to somebody else's now. Bother them. Whatever. Roll out. Speaking of transformers, let's do it. All right, this is from comicbookmovie.com and uh, the great uh, Mark Cassidy, I think. Oh no, this is Josh Wilder. I don't know Josh. Mike's got something against someone. I don't. Transformers Rise of the Beast was very nearly dethroned by Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse this weekend, but the movie successfully fended off the web slinger. For a moment, it looked like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse was going to do a second weekend as number one, but the Autobots were supreme. The Autobots and Maximals managed to overcome the threat by posing... What? The threat posed by the web-slinger for a solid $60.5 million debut at the North American box office. That was a slightly higher than expected and a stronger indication that moviegoers weren't deterred by the blockbuster's 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. It also handily beat across the Spider-Verse $55.4 million haul. It's a better start for Rise of the Beast and its 2018 predecessor, Bumblebee, as that movie opened with a $21.6 million. Really? Interesting. It's also the best one, Bumblebee. Uh, stronger debut also than last night which was um, 44.6. Revenge of the Fall and all those other ones when they were at the, the, at the height of heights were, were higher, obviously. But either way, man, um, I think this is a good thing for Transformers. Transformers is a... I, it's a fun movie. I, got a lot of people who saw it, that liked it, thought it was fun. Other people who thought it was shit. I didn't think it was shit. I have a buddy... Who is like a massive 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 transformers fan and, and massive beast force fan and he is he's like he, him his star wars is uh is transformers, so he was very excited about this movie he loved bumblebee oh i got a a scathing scathing instagram uh d m from him he just he not not a fan of the film and he's he's a you know, he's a good buddy, and we were talking about it and um and he just didn't like the way they went with it he thought it was better than a lot of the bayism shits that they did but still more in that camp and he thought that it was more it's an empty movie there's no doubt about it i, I i'm not going to argue with that i had a fun time watching it though i think that it is a little generic at times but i think that still the humor to me played better and i mentioned this the other day when i was watching these movies i i, I wanted to have a fun time watching a big blockbuster film and that's what i got and i got to see the the way that it, that it panned out and played the if you're a hardcore Transformers fan, in the way like I love the Transformers when I was a kid, the Transformers 1986 film still animated film is my favorite, followed by Bumblebee at number two, followed by this movie at three, um and, but I think because I was very excited for the 2007 film, I know that a lot of people like that movie. I was really let down by it because I thought it, that was more, it's very similar to what we talked about with like you know Sam Raimi. Or Taika Waititi doing the last two Marvel movies they did they became it became a Michael Bay movie and not a Transformers movie. The Transformers looked fantastic in that film. There's no argument there. And all of Michael Bay's movies, the action and and all that, you can't argue with the guy knows how to shoot action and you know and, and the someone told him once that he was funny at a barbecue and they lied to his face. And he's like, oh, well, then I should put all that kind of humor in my movies. Terrible, terrible. Um, and a lot of the humor just fails miserably. And I always mention Prime dancing around the house, and nobody notices him that he's there. Notices that he's there, and whatever it is. Um, so I, I just don't like that movie, and a lot of people do. But everyone got worse as they were released. Everyone got worse, and it started to be like, ugh, this is just terrible. And then they did. When I was inspired by the fact when they said, okay, Travis Knight's coming aboard to do the movie. I like Kubo, and and I liked his approach of what he was saying. And when it, oh, I remember seeing this with Ellis when we saw Bumblebee and it opened up on Cybertron, that was one of the things my buddy wrote. He's like, Oh, I wish they would go back to Cybertron. And they teased Unicron so much and they didn't like, it just was kind of empty. And was, I, you know, I understand it. But when I was seeing Bumblebee and watching that opening, I remember us looking at each other, where was this? This was the movie. Imagine this would have opened up in 2007. If Bumblebee would have been the first movie they would have done, very different franchise. I, do not – I know that Roke is a big um, Transformers fan. and He wrote something that I disagree with, and I would love to debate it with him at one point. He said, oh, maybe it's time to bring Michael Bay back because his movies opened up bigger. He caused the decline. Every single movie – he the reason Bumblebee didn't do as well as it did is because of the decline of the Michael Bay movies because people were – and it was also not called Transformers. This one opened up bigger than Michael Bay's last one because people were done with it. And it's just a different time now, movie-wise, as far as theaters and and going to the cinema. But I mean, because there's a lot of these other movies that are coming out in this month. But I think them opening up and how they did and being number one, they're not going to stay number one. Obviously, you got Flash coming out, um, and then Indiana Jones right around the corner. That's an interesting one too, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed this. The, they started screening Indiana Jones outside of the um, outside of the can circle, you know. And they had um what is it? Uh regular critics, I guess. And people come and France screenings too, I think. And people are coming back saying they had they had a lot of fun with it and liked it and it recaptured the old magic. So I'm getting a little more hopeful. Fingers crossed. I know someone who saw it and they and I said is it better than Crystal Skull? I mean, give me that they said, "Oh my gosh, they should have called this movie Atonement." Is what the person said. I said, "Oh, okay, okay, got my hopes up. I'm 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 on the same same page with this person that was telling me." so I'm like, "Okay, so I'm excited to see, but it, it you know, it also. I wonder how. I don't let me check how much Transformers did on um, worldwide again because that's a very interesting thing. It usually does pretty well overseas. I assume, right?" So let's see, it did, so, so far, oh, it did uh, only, how, how much did it do so far? 79 worldwide? What does that say? Oh, I no, no, no. Okay, 79 overall. It only did 18 million international so far. Maybe it didn't open in a lot of markets. That's not too big. Um, but anyway, good for, good for Transformers. We'll be back. Good. I'm happy to hear it, Prime. Excited to hear it. I think that you guys should be back. All right, next story. Now, we're talking about Spider-Verse and how well that movie's doing, and people are, I mean, Winston and, and Coy had brought it up, and they weren't the only ones, about potential best picture. I think it's crazy. I don't think there's no, any, chance. Not, not that it shouldn't be. I just don't think in any world are they going to nominate it for best picture, but we'll see. But that's not what this story's about. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse overtook its predecessor at the box office this weekend with a 390 million global haul so far. This is Sony's highest grossing animated release in history. Now, there's a new short film called The Spider Within, set within the same universe as the films, and it just premiered at the Anarchy International Film Festival and Market in France. According to The Wrap, the horror-centered short follows Miles Morales as he seems to feel the pressure of his life as Spider-Man, the results in a trip through his subconsciousness. The short itself hails from Daryl Dampier, who was part of Sony Pictures' ImageWork Lens program, giving filmmakers from underrepresented groups The chance to tell more stories in the Sony animation world. Dampier uses his own struggles with mental health, sleep paralysis, anxiety, panic attacks to inform the character's mental state. This is what he says. A lot of people who are fans of Miles, if I tell them my shorts about Miles being anxious, having a panic attack, most people who have been around a while, well, that seems like something that would happen to Miles. He just seems like that kind of kid. He does. But we've never been able to have that slice of life moment because the movies are so big and excellent and breathtaking. I think horror is just one of those great down on the street levels genres that you can just use to get intimate and find out what really makes this character tick, what makes him scared, and what they're going to do to get through it. I love that. Asked when the public's going to be able to see it. He said, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I hope we get to see it soon. I think the answer to that is maybe when they get to the Blu-ray, put it on the Blu-ray. I don't know. Where does it fit in the canon, right? I don't want to spoil anything from the movie. But where does it fit? Does it fit in between two and three? Does it fit before two? Does it fit after three? I mean, where does it fit? So I think that's probably an answer of when you're gonna see it. If it fits after two, um, or even somewhere during two, then you could probably put it on the Blu-ray. Maybe. Um, it'd be interesting to find out though. Tell you what's interesting. Father's Day. I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be here doing my thing. My family's actually going out of town. That sucks. But no, I get it. It was, it, was, it was the thing that had to happen. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shave my balls. That's <laughs> right. I am. I'll tell you why. Because it's Father's Day, man. You got to feel you gotta feel good. And you haven't gotten your dad anything yet, have you? Nope. You haven't. You know you haven't. And you're like, what am I going to do? Well, today, I'm telling you, the sponsor in the show is Manscape. You and I both know. Your dad, he needs some serious grooming in his life. Come on. Especially... Especially the old timers, man. They don't know. They, they get to a place like, ah, I don't got to do this. Talk to him about it. Get your dad that performance package 4.0. He's going to thank you. It's a win-win situation for not only your dad, but everyone in your family. Whether it's your mom, your dad, anybody. Your dad's going to be walking around, skipping around. He's going to feel like a brand new dude. Go to manscaped.com. Use that code BIGTHING. 20% off and free shipping. It's amazing. I love it. I use it all the time, man. I'm not even kidding. I love it. It's so good. Manscaped's the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming, and perfected their game with that lawnmower 4.0. It is next level. It's next level. I'll be honest. I have two of them. I have one of them for actual um, from a balls. I got other ones. I got the other one for um, for like everything else that I needed. I've cut my hair with one. Not not the same. I don't use both for the same purpose. But you know what I'm saying. Um, they also have a great beard trimmer too. But you're gonna ask me how is the lawnmower 4.0 different from the other ones? It's an upgraded trimmer. It includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, which is an amazing feature. It gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave. It's awesome. You want to go in the dark, shave your balls in the forest if you have to. You'll be able to see it. They have have tons of products, whether it's cologne, crop mops, uh, ball wipes, crop reviver, ball toner, crop preserver, all of it. It's amazing. Get your dad. You know that he will use it. You have to get it. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code BIGTHING. Don't forget, you know what? You came from your dad's balls. That's where you were. And now pay him back by saying, Oh, you used to live there. Look at that. They really they cleaned that place up. It looks good. Manscaped.com. Use that code BIGTHING. I'm telling you, man, you've not tried Manscaped and you've been with me that long. Yeah, I feel like you don't even know me. I will say this though. This is one of the things that people ask, and I've talked to you guys about it too. Um, I just t- I talked to the people who help us out and get the ads for us and, and I was working with them and they said that they the sponsors really like working with our show because they see people getting it from the links and they, that's what happens. That's how they, people always wonder that too. I actually had, to, had a conversation with somebody recently. How do they track? Well, when you use that code, that lets them know that, oh, your listeners, they believe that you really enjoy our product so they're going to try it. So that helps the show out and that will help this show out. I know that some people... Well, I want to give a super chat. I want to do this. It's like, hey, and, I, and I'll and i say it too. You want to help me out? You want to help this show out? Help yourself out. Help your dad out. Get Manscaped. Do that. Use that code. Big thing. I'll tell you about a couple sponsors a little later on too. That helps tremendously. And I always put the links in the description so you can click on it and you'll see any one of them that you like and help the show out. It, it really, really helps. All right, let's move on. Next one. Let's stay with Spider-Man. So, again, Dark Horizons. Thanks to the likes of Spider-Verse films and the Insomniac games, a whole generation now sees the character of Miles Morales as a worthy and arguably more interesting successor to Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Audiences also seem fine with the prospect of multiple incarnations of Spider-Man on screen at the same time. However, the live-action films have been focused solely on Peter Parker through three incarnations. Spider-Man No Way Home served as a fitting end to not just Tom Holland's trilogy of films, but the past 20 years of Spider-Man movies and Peter's journey. At the end of that film, the template is effectively reset with Holland now out there serving alone as Spider-Man. Last week, Spider-Verse producer Amy Pascal confirmed that Miles Morales movie is in the works and a forced Spider-Man with Holland is on the way. Holland has also been out there promoting his new Apple series, A Crowded Room, and revealed he's taking a year break from filming anything. Not to mention, the writer strike has stalled any further development on a fourth Spider-Man film for now. In a new interview with Inverse, Holland teased there's some stuff going on with the untitled Spider-Man 4 that he's excited about, but he also says, whether or not it'll come to fruition, who knows. But right now, it's looking pretty good, and we'll just have to wait to see. He was also excited about sharing the screen with Miles Morales, and he's excited to see Miles make that leap. I would be honored to bring Miles Morales into the live-action world, Holland says. How we do that, I don't know, but given the opportunity, I'd jump at it. Miles Morales, looking highly to come into play in the live-action form, the question now stands of whether the character will make his debut in his own film that Pascal teased or if he'll appear in a fourth Spider-Man along Holland. Neither of those projects has a production date, let alone a release date at this time. Um, Okay, so there's there's no world where they don't make a Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland. There's too much money in it, and MCU needs it, so they'll figure out a way to do it. It's going to happen when we don't know if it happens. Could it happen after? You know, I, I think that the good news is that if you see no way home at the end of it, as they mentioned, he's kind of on his own. People don't know who he is. And he's just kind of starting his own life. What I actually think would be more intriguing is by the time you get to it and Holland has a few more years on him and it's like he's he's Spider-Man now. He ain't Spider-Boy. You know, he was still Spider-Boy, even though we called him Spider-Man, but he was still a teenage kid. To see him as actual Spider-Man years later, and he's been living like that, it's not just a year after it. It's like five, six years afterwards or even more. I find that a little bit more interesting, to be completely honest with you. Um, so I don't think there is necessarily a rush. I mean, Kevin Feige and those guys could tell you otherwise, depending on how they want to play it out and how it's going to play into Secret Wars and if he's going to be in Secret Wars and and all that. And um, I don't know. I have no idea. It's something I'd like to definitely talk to Winston and Coy about. For this Friday show, We're definitely we'll get into that a little bit more because that's 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 curious. Now, as far as the Miles Morales of it all, yeah, I mean they'd be morons not to put Miles Morales in a live action film at this point, especially because what they can do is make it all canon, make their movies all canon, because they've they've already set up these two movies, these really really successful films, with a third one that's probably going to blow the roof off the door, a roof off the door, yeah, they'll blow the roof right right off that door, gonna blow the roof off the place shut up, I'm trying, Um, but they're going to blow the roof off the place, and if, if, um, I have like a thousand thoughts going through my mind right now, I think I had two cups of coffee right before I did this, and it's like my, I have, I have the energy right now, but my, but my mind is not catching up to all my thoughts, so it's like, hey, relax, calm down, so I'm almost there, but they're going to obviously make a Miles Morales live action. They should. The movies were so are doing very, very well. The character is beloved. It was always beloved. So it makes sense. I actually do think it makes sense to introduce him in Spider-Man 4. I think there's a good way to do that. He makes a reveal. He's this big, huge, in wrestling terms, pop crowd goes nuts when he shows up. You introduce him, and he, and he fights with Spider-Man. And then it, it's like Holland's passing the torch, and from... Then on in you know it's it's just it's just Miles Morales, after that and he just takes over he takes the mantle and that's your Spider Man from all the Spider Verse movies and the live action and and Peter Parker can hang it up or after you know and and that's and that's Holland's swan song as he shares the screen Miles Morales at the at the end of it he comes in and helps him out and that's almost like your moment that you you had that big moment I think that that's kind of what he was talking about I bet you that's what he was talking about because inside of that interview he said that he wanted to make sure that they had that big kind of no way home moment. Like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to top that kind of magic that no way home did? I think this is how you do it. I think you do it with, he needs help. And in order to, he's been fighting these side missions and he finally does it. He's doing this thing. And then here comes miles Morales to help him out on, on one thing. The flip side of it is, and this is something that I, even hearing myself say it is something that I really like to see. Um, I would also like to see just a scaled down version and not a big grand film for Spider-Man 4 of him just kind of doing his thing around New York as, as Spider-Man. But I guess the MCU is so grand now in general with the multiverse shit happening and all these aliens and stuff coming in that I guess you really can't do that. But it would be interesting to then play into 5, but then you're looking at, you know, 6 years before you put these guys together. But... I will say that I think Marvel needs this. Marvel and the MCU needs this because this is like this is they have they have exciting pockets again, right? There are a few that it's like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to the movie. I don't know. That was kind of disappointing. I don't know. I hope that's good. It that wasn't very good. Sony has gotten the excitement for miles on screen for sure. Lord and Miller just did an amazing job with that. And Holland's been beloved as Spider-Man for all three of his movies. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Guardians kind of hung it all up, so you don't really have any of the old guard really left. You got Doctor Strange. Well, what the hell's he doing? They didn't even, Charlie Steron said they haven't even reached out to her yet about what's going on. Um, yeah, and the other thing is, speaking of Sam Raimi, they did say that um, Raimi is looking, they're looking at Raimi, for, this is something I heard, and Coy and I were talking about, for um, Secret Wars. I, I don't think that's a good move. I don't think that's a good move at all. I really don't. I think it's... I, I, I understand. Doctor Strange 2, you want to make it a Sam Raimi movie and give that kind of crazy tone. And, it's, and every Sam Raimi fan that I know loved Doctor Strange 2. Every Sam Raimi fan. Because it was made for Sam Raimi fans. Um, I think it's a bad move to make that movie for Sam Raimi fans. Because Sam Raimi makes Sam Raimi movies. As he should, he's earned it. It's him. It's Sam Raimi. He's a legendary director. And he's fantastic. But not everybody loves Sam Raimi movies. I think they're all right. Some of them are, are are real good. I like Sam Raimi stuff like um, like for love of the game and, um, and and other things you know, like there's a lot of I mean, Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. We just watched I, again, watched it recently, and he did a lot of great things for Spider-Man. I like what he did for the Spider-Man movies, and now how they play into the overall lore, it really it it, 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 fits, in, it fits in well. There's, there's no doubt about it. You should watch our rewatches that we did with with uh, Coy and Winston. Those are fun. It was really fun. We did those. Um, anyway, so I think uh, it, it, we'll see a Spider-Man 4. When? I don't know. Very curious to hear what you guys think. What do you think? Are you Are going to see it sooner? Later? Not at all? Go ahead and comment. And tell me what you think. All right, let's talk about this one. I know you guys want to hear me talk about this one, and I want to talk about this one. This is from Mark Cassidy over at comicbookmovie.com, who says, there are not a lot of details yet, but they have a reliable source that is claiming, or they, fr- they heard from a reliable source that... Idris Elba is in line to play the villain in the Ray-focused Star Wars movie. All right, we know that Daisy Really is coming back to do a movie with Charmin Chinoi's untitled Star Wars movie. It's going to be 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker. They haven't had a lot of details on the movie yet. But apparently, from At My Time to Shine Hello, who has been reputable in the past with Scoops, Thor Ragnarok and Luther. Star Idris Elba is being eyed for the villain of the piece. Whether this means he's actually in talks or just who Lucasfilm is interested in is not clear. Elba has been part of several major franchises, including MCU and Star Trek, over the years, so it was probably only a matter of time before he went to the galaxy far, far away. Stories under wraps, but we do know that Rey is a powerful master Jedi, running her own training academy when we catch up with her, and Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy has... Described the timeline the movie takes place as the New Jedi Order era. There were also two more movies that were confirmed during the celebration time. But will Idris Elba be the villain is what we are discussing now. Uh, Who the hell would want to see Idris Elba in this movie? And as a villain? You ever see The Wire? Come on. Guy's very versatile. Could do a lot of different things. Um, I'd love to see him. Love to see him in this. And it's also it's it's harder to say like, oh yeah, it'd be perfect. You know he's gonna be a good actor and whatever it is. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. And I like that if they actually focus on it and don't do the thing that they did with the new trilogy, which is oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Jedi, there's gonna be in this two again. The same freaking thing that happened in in the the whole point was that Luke was gonna restore the Jedi Order. Oh, he did, but then Kylo did the same thing Vader did and hunted everybody down, and then there's a Death Star. And let's make it new. Let's do kind of what, I mean, Ahsoka seems to be doing that kind of thing and playing in the familiar but different. And I'm hoping that that's what they're going to do here. Like this is now 15 years later. It's the new Jedi Order. And now was he someone who had the Force, learned how to use the Force, trained himself? Like one of the things I always thought was interesting, that if you went into these, um, what was the novels and – I think it was some of these encyclopedia things that they did during that time period. What Kylo Ren would do is that he would hunt down these relics, and I know that they oh, well, it's what he did in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but they didn't really explain it. Like he was like a st- Mike Tyson. Where are you going, with Mike Tyson? Uh, hold on. Mike Tyson was a major student of the boxing game. He used to watch Jack Dempsey, Rocky Marciano, Joe Lewis. He used to watch all these guys. Like he would study their 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 films. And that was, that was his movies were those guys and those and the old school. And that's just three out of many. Sugar Ray Robinson, you know, he would watch everybody. And he would learn styles and he would understand the game and understand the strategy and he'd understand the history and he'd understand all of it. He was a student of the game. And, and obviously when the fame and all that stuff hit I mean, him, he, and he's, he's talked about this many times, and that he just kind of wasn't doing that as much anymore and he just kind of relied on his skill and instinct and, and that was it. But when he was a student of the game and he was paying attention to all of it and really looking deep into it, that was when he was most dangerous. That's what I love to see from somebody like an Idris Elba character in, in this movie, somebody who studied the game of the Sith, studied the game of the dark side, studied the game in general and learned these things and not in the way they like, well, Vader... Yeah, I've got his mask and I can pick up the, the vibes and the, not the generic stuff. Like dig dig deep into it, like really dig deep into it. And you're going to use somebody like an Idris Hell, but you could really do that. Or maybe you don't use him as a force user at all. Maybe he's just kind of like maybe more like a Thrawn guy. I don't know. Um, but I just don't know how you're going to be able to build be, beat Rey and her new Jedi order, you know. And it seems like it could just be a one-off. But, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to. Say, ah, oh, I just saw that guy's terrible. I don't think anyone has ever said that. And I don't think they will. Unless you're just being a troll of LaRusque. Uh, all right. Before we move on, I want to tell you guys, very excited, as I've been telling you about, with both Mint Mobile and Rumple. I love both of these companies. I really, really do. But let me tell you about them right now. Mint Mobile. You guys know Mint Mobile. We've been with Mint Mobile for a while. They've been with us for a while. And they're back as a sponsor. And it's so great because... You got so many years of all these fine print contracts, and you've you've gotten ripped off by the big wireless providers. You know that you have. There is always a catch with those companies because that's even when Mint Mobile first came on, everybody was, yeah, right, fifteen bucks a month, sure. What's the catch? There is no catch. There is no catch. The Mint Mobile secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only. That's why they keep popping up in the news. That's why, because companies that try like a, a shtick, they go away fast. Well, Mint Mobile has not gone anywhere. They're here. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and they pass those sweet savings directly to you. If you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying one for your family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. It's awesome. They all come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivery on the nation's largest 5G network. Get your own new wireless plan just 15 bucks a month. Get that plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash thing. Mintmobile.com slash thing. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash thing. I'm so glad we're with Rumpel, man. So glad I keep getting DMs and uh, and and ats and all that stuff. People telling me, you, you were right. I love Rumpel. And I somebody said, you know, I got one to help out the show, but I didn't realize like I, I'm probably gonna buy more because I love them and and they i and if it wasn't for you and your show it was just trying to help your stupid ass out i wouldn't have i wouldn't have done it i'm glad that i that i did and i'm glad they did rumples on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets they're made with durable sustainable materials and they're built to last they recycle over 5 million plastic water bottles a year they are b corp certified climate neutral and they donate 1% of all their sales to environmental causes i love these um blankets because they don't fall apart you can take them to a I take them to a soccer field and sit on them there. You can take them camping, and then they have blankets. You can just curl up on your couch and watch movies and TV with. I have a bunch of them that I do all that stuff with. They have over 135 unique designs, and there's a blanket for everybody. Yeah, they're not just for outdoors; they're everywhere. You can do it for everything. It's great. You just want to you want you got an outside area. You want to curl up and just look at the stars. Do that. No, You just want to watch TV. Do that. It's the best. They have cozy hemp, fleece, sherpas, everything. Now go to rumple.com slash the big thing. Use that code the big thing at checkout and you get 10% off your first order. rumple.com slash the big thing. Use that code the big thing. I'm telling you. Like I said, when I've I've been I've been telling myself this is what I need to do with you guys, right? Like I I had like I said I had this conversation with um with a friend over my my daughter just graduated from uh, from 5th grade. And we had like a little get together and and I was talking to one of the one of the dads and he was curious about what I do uh, the business and all that and like how sponsors work and 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 I said to him I was like yeah they'll come to me and they'll say so and so is interested in in being part of the show and sponsoring the show do you want and I and I have to go through it and look at it and go do I think that the audience will like this? Do I think the audience will like it? Because, yeah, you can just say, sure, that's fine, great, yeah, sign them up. Because if there's two reasons for this. And I, and I was, this is the thing, the conversation I was having with this guy. I was like, I've always been upfront with the audience. I've always told the audience. And I was like, well, what do I really start to tell the audience kind of the intricate workings of how this stuff really works? Some people do. Some people don't. Um, and I was like, okay. So – there are sometimes you could just go in and go, okay, well, uh, whatever it is. A, a freaking uh, water bottle wants to come in and, and, and sponsor the show. Okay, water bottle. Well, come on in. Nobody likes the water bottle. Nobody wants the water bottle. And I don't think anybody's going to like the water bottle. And they're like, well, nobody bought the water bottle. Nobody cared about it. They're not coming back. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. And, it's like, and, and it also looks like nobody really wants to purchase stuff on your show and sponsor see that. So you gotta you have to say, well, what stuff do I think the audience is going to like? I'm telling you. Try this rumple blanket. Definitely try Mint Mobile. Um, And please let me know if you do because that helps also. And honestly, they tell me too because they see the link. It helps out. It helps out. So if you can do it and you want to help yourself out, click those links. It's in there. All right. Let's get to one or two more stories. Maybe end it with, with this one. I don't know. All right. I asked this question up top. So Barbie and Oppenheimer come out the same weekend, right? Same weekend, same day. And I said, all right, well, which one do you guys think is the one that is tracking to do better that weekend? And I said, well, that just makes sense, obviously. But I, I don't know, maybe don't, people don't think that. But we're six weeks out from the biggest showdown of the summer box office period, and that's Oppenheimer versus Barbie. This is Dark Horizons. Over a year, both films have been scheduled for release on the same day, which is July 21st. The online sphere has been playing up an imagined rivalry between the pair with countless memes and TV shirts printing having fun with it. So there's Barbie with the party scene. Then there's the rated R biopic of the, the physicist going, who makes the atom bomb going to make one of the most interesting face offs this year. So there is the Quorum, which is a website dedicated to long lead pre release film tracking created by the former head of research for nearly 20 years at agency UTA. So the, new, the newest report says that they are citing that the projecting a 45 to 55 million opening for Barbie. Versus Oppenheimer, which is on track for a 30 to 35 million debut. Both films have a budget of around 100 million. The main issue for Oppenheimer seems to be awareness or lack thereof. Even six weeks out, and multiple trailers have been released over the past year, the site says awareness of the film is low, at 24%, compared to 53% for Barbie. All right, there is this to me. I don't know. This to me is a no duh because of what they said at the end. I'm not talking about interest. I'm talking about marketing, and I'm talking about rating. Rated R versus PG-13 plus, is, plus what has more of a wide appeal to mass audiences. I mean, it's Barbie, right? No, nobody thought – I shouldn't say nobody. But when I asked that question in the beginning, did you write Oppenheimer or did you write Barbie? And if you wrote Oppenheimer, did you write it because that's what you want to see the most? And did you write that because you think, like, oh, well, everybody wants to see a Nolan movie? I think Oppenheimer is going to be one of the best movies of the year. I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I mean, to me, it's always an event, but not everybody knows about it. Like, my wife is aware of Barbie. She's not aware of Oppenheimer, in a way. I mean, I'll tell her once it comes out, I'm like, oh, no one's got a new movie. We should check it out, and she'll watch it. But she's aware of Barbie. It's been everywhere. It's been everywhere. My, my five-year-old, who probably won't see that movie, is aware of it because Barbie has that IP and has that name. And because it's getting and the trailers have been really good and the buzz is really good and the stars are. I mean, Kelly Murphy is a fantastic actor, but no one's going to argue that that he's a bigger star than Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. That has everything going for it as far as notice uh, awareness. So that doesn't surprise me at all. I do think that Oppenheimer needs to step it up a little bit. I do think word of mouth will help it once it kicks some ass. But it'll, it'll hit that. It's not going to be a, a failure. It's not going to beat Barbie, though. Barbie's gonna, Barbie could have real legs if it's as good as everyone says it is. And I really like Greta Gerwig. So, yeah, I don't think – I mean, I'm more interested in what you guys wrote. I'm more interested to see if you picked Oppenheimer, why you did, um, and if you think that it's going – if the tracking is wrong. And I'd love to hear the conversation for sure. But, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by it at all. Um, I'm looking forward to both of them, can't wait to see both of them I'll be seeing, absolutely be seeing both of them and, and excited for both of them they're, they're, they've kind of both popped up as Oppenheimer was always going to be a movie that I really wanted to see because I'll see anything Nolan does and I feel, you know, Greta Gerwig has done two movies, was it Lady Bird and, uh, and Little Woman is that is that right? I think so either way, she's, she's great she's a really good director and she gets it so I'm excited to see what they do with this one I heard that from what they said, I missed the, the CinemaCon stuff that they showed. But apparently it's really, really good, the, the, the scene that they showed. Anyway, okay, I want to get your thoughts on it. Let's do this for the last one. All right, this one's coming in from Dark Horizons. Ahsoka is ready for an August debut. Skeleton Crew is done, ready for release this year. Acolyte wrapped filming. There's a lot of TV stuff for Star Wars coming out in the next year. There is one still in the works, and that's Andor Season 2. Andor Season 2... Began shooting its second season in November and was originally slated to keep filming through August. But Gilroy has stepped away and last month reportedly hasn't visited the show's set since the strike began. Considered the best live-action Star Wars series of the recent era by critics, the series is designed from the get-go as a two-season and done tale, meaning the second season of 12 episodes is going to be the last. Now, this is what Gilroy said to E.W., when he was talking about more Rogue One characters that are going to pop up in the narrative along with the fans of the lore. And this is what he says. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yes. The answer is yes, Kilroy says. There are some that are inevitable. There are some that are surprising. There are some that we probably can't get for various reasons, but you kind of know who's in the stew there. You certainly know who's going to be on Yavin 4. Cassian and Mon Mothma have a scene together in Rogue One. So, yeah, and the calendar's inevitable. In some ways, for the people in this convention, for the people... Who really know these five years? There are some big events on the calendar that we're going to have to pay attention to, and we will. Of those confirmed to show up, Alan Tudyk's K2SO and Soguera are both expected to show up, but Jin Urso won't be, according to the actress herself. I think that makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that, um, yeah, it for Jin Urso to be in there at that time, like, why? I think it it makes more sense to have her show up at Rogue One. It's more impactful meeting the character for the first time in that movie. It's her movie. So that makes sense that she wouldn't be in it. As far as who, I mean, I think that uh, Ben Mendelsohn will definitely be in it as Krennic. I think you might see Mickelson show up. Could be interesting as well. That leads into some stuff. I think that it would be at that time, you could have Thrawn, right? At that time, yeah, Thrawn could be in it. You over, yeah, you, you Thrawn, Thrawn could be in it at that time, so that would be interesting if they could put Thrawn in there. Why not? Um, I just don't know if the Felony, if the Felony verse will uh, and favreau verse will, will connect with Gilroy's at all. I'd like to see it, but I don't know. And um, and maybe there's maybe there's a young Han Solo in there if they de-age him. Maybe there's a Tarkin in there. It Seemed like they were trying to get away from the de-ageing thing. I hope that they don't because they were. Let me re- let me rephrase that. I hope they go back to deep faking because from what I did hear about the Indiana Jones thing, that it was noticeable a few times that it was the de aging looked good, but it was Indy's voice. It was Harrison Ford's older voice, and that was one of my my things with uh, with with like James Earl Jones, which wasn't even a deepfake or a DH, It was just in the Vader costume, which just noticeable. So they're using these new AI programs of voices. They're going to figure all this stuff out, but. Yeah, I think this it's this is uh I think everybody kind of knew that. I don't think it's going to be a cameo soup for just to be. I'm just very curious on how the K2SO thing's going to play because if you've seen my take on this with and we did this whole thing with Brett the um this film film treatment series that we did that nobody watched. But we did it and um and it was and you should watch it cuz it's really funny, but but either way, Brett did this whole thing where he talked about his concern with Canon and they announced that all these things in 2012 would connect to all of the books and the comics and the video games and the shows and all that. But then they kind of said, well, sometimes it will and sometimes it won't. We want you to buy it, but don't be surprised if it doesn't really connect. And so they did a Cassian Andor comic book where they showed you how K2SO and Andor met. But if Tony Gilroy doesn't want to do that, well, then it's probably not going to be canon. However, they could start the show out, and he's already with... K two S O, and if that's the case, then they, they then they were paying attention to it, and they said, okay, yeah, that's that's how they met, but we just didn't show it, or they could reference it, you know, or they I don't know, um, it'd be interesting to see how they're going to do it, if they're going to show them meet at all. They, not there's nothing that says that they have to show how they met. They could just be working together. It could it could be a very interesting reveal if the first scene is you see Cassian and he's already with K2SO and you don't see him link up with them. I think some people are oh, disappointed. I want to see how they met. And, like, w-? and then in the interviews they go, well, you can see how they met. They, there's a comic book that shows how you, how they met. We wanted to tell the story of how they're already working together. That would be, that would be a, that would, I, I would respect that decision and say, okay, so maybe that, maybe there is value to that canon stuff. If they do a whole new scene with it, it's going to be interesting. I'm probably one of the few people that is really paying attention to that to see how they're going to do it. But it's just like I've had my relationship with the canon side of it where I used to read everything and all of that because I was like, oh, it all, it all connects. And they were like, nah, kind of. Um, all right, I think that's it, guys. I think that's it for today. I want to thank you for joining me here today. I've been putting everything up on Spotify pretty quick, but I really hope you're going to be there in New York. We're going to be there June 23rd. We hope they're going to be there with us. What a crew. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thechristianharloff.com. And if you haven't, join the site. Please, join that site. Not only do we these kind of sign-up sessions where you can have 30 minutes with me a month, but now we have this session where you can sign up with the crew. You don't even know who you're going to get. It's going to be these random, it could be anybody. It could be Brett, it could be Steph, it could be anybody. Um, it's kind of a, it's a little um, grab bag. It's, it's fun. Shoes and Beef coming on July 1st, man. And then the comic book by The Great Wicked Art also hitting on july 1st so go and check that out if you haven't joined us another way to support the show if you're able to do it all right that's a fun one today i had a good time hope you had a good time we'll see you on the flip side peace out everybody comment like all that helps out tremendously peace yeah man